yesterday, uh, Bishop Stanford, and uh, he's from Treasures of Excellence uh, Ministry. So, but as we all get ready to open for prayer, I want everyone to set their mind, their hearts, and their spirit toward God for whatever He has for us today, y'all guys. So, it's Kim. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. We reverence you on this morning, Lord God. Glory unto your holy name, Father God. Lord God, we thank you for the kingdom within us on this morning, Lord God. Lord God, I come against any technical difficulties, Lord God. Lord God, what is it that needs to be said in this hour, in this time, Lord God? What you have to say will come forth right now, Lord God. We thank you for your oracle, Lord God. We thank you for your rainbow word on this morning, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We take authority over the things that are on earth, Lord God. You have given us the power to take dominion, Lord God. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for what you are doing, Lord God. Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that we will cry out, Lord God, and not allow the rocks to cry out, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, that you have given us the reign to take over everything on our earth, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for the control, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, because you are worthy, Lord God. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your strength, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. Right now, any distractions, Lord God, will be moved out of the way, Lord God. We thank you for clarity of mind right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you for a service of deliverance, Lord God. We thank you for a service of healing, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. For those that may be sick in their mind, Lord God, healing now. I speak healing. I speak life unto you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, those who may be sick of illness in their bodies, Lord God, that their bodies are aligning up right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Every cell, every bone, every tissue is lining up right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God for restoration and replenishment in the body, in the mind. Right now, Lord God, we thank you for what you are doing. We praise you, Lord God. God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you in advance. I thank you in advance. I thank you in advance. I thank you in advance, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for what you are doing. We thank you for what you are doing, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Glory unto your name, Lord God. Glory unto your name, Lord God. Nothing will stop us from hearing, Lord God. Unplug our ears, Lord God. Open up the ears of our heart to hear what needs to be said, Lord God, so we can go forth and do what you have purposed us to do, Lord God. We thank you, God. I speak to the nations that are connected to us on this morning, Lord God, that they will walk, that they will rise up, Lord God. The nations will rise up and bless your name. The nations will rise up and walk forward, Lord God. I praise you, Holy, Holy Father. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord God, for this time. Thank you, Lord God, for this time. Thank you, Lord God, for this time, this time, this time. So stand up, Lord God. Your people are standing up, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, for this time, this time, this time, God. You brought us here for such a time as this, Lord God, and I praise your holy name, God. 
I praise your holy name, God. Thank you for the clarity. Thank you for the uprising, God. Thank you for the shaking, Lord God. The devil does not have any authority, Lord God, unless we give unto him. And we will not give over what you have given unto us, Lord God. We will not give over what you have given unto us. And I thank you, Heavenly Father. Bless your mighty name, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Draw me into the center of your love where I began. I know that you are sealed enough, Lord, to restore all the desires of my heart, just like before, when I discover who you are, I need you more. so much God. Father we just thank you we glorify your name Father for you are just so good to us and we just want to be saturated in your goodness God. Not because of what we have done whatever has gone on this week but just because you're good Lord. And we just thank you Lord that you are the good father that we can come we can run to you no matter what no matter what happens no matter what we do God that we are your children and you open your arms to us every single day just for that intimacy, for that love, and for that kindness, Lord. And for that, Lord, we just say thank you. We say thank you, and we just honor you, Lord, for just being our Lord, for being our Alpha, for being our Omega God, for being everything, for being the captain of our seas, Lord. And, Father, we just bless your holy name because you're holy, holy, holy. You're so holy. You are so set apart, God. And we reverence you. We just reverence you, Lord, because you are good. You are good. You are good. You are good, Lord. Even in the middle of a pandemic, Lord, you are good. We hold you above. We don't believe more into the, the pandemic or the media, Lord. Father, we believe you and we heard, hold your word above it all, God. 
no matter what goes on in the world. Father, we stand on your word, God. Father, just standing, Lord, with the whole armor of God, for we know that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood and people, but against principalities and dark places, Lord. And Father, we just say thank you for the dominion. Father, we thank you for dominion. We thank you, Lord, that we are seated in heavenly places with you, Lord, that we have no fear, that we have just no reservation, God, but because we can just come to you. We can come to you. The veil is, is broken and we can just say thank you. We thank you that we can come to you. We don't have to go to a pope. We don't have to go to a pastor or a preacher, but we can just come to you in our in that secret place. And we just thank you, Lord, that we're just abiding in that secret place, God. Lord, we repent for anything that's unlike you, Lord, so that we can come and experience your full glory. Just the fullness of who you are, of what you died for, Lord. And we just thank you. We thank you that we are created in your image, that you have given us dominion. And we will go forward in that dominion. We won't be hesitant. We won't come and ask you 15 times over and over, Lord. But we will just go because you have already given it to us, God. We thank you that we have the kings of the keys of the kingdom, Lord God. Hallelujah. And we just bless your holy name. Holy Spirit, just saturate this place. We just thank you and we love you. We just love you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for the presence that's always with us, that you never leave us or forsake us, God. And we just bless your holy name. We bless your name. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you, Lord. We bless you and we love you, Lord. You are our God and God alone. And we just say thank you. We say thank you, Lord, for, for what the enemy thought was going to harm us, Lord. We say thank you, God. We say thank you, Lord. For your word says that sometimes we have to suffer a little while, but then you will restore us. You will edify us, God. And for those times, Lord, we say thank you. We thank you for the chiseling. We thank you for making us the masterpiece over time. And we just say thank you, Lord. Father, you're just so good. Father, we thank you for the discipline. For We know that you love us when you discipline us, God. And we just thank you, Lord. Father, you're just so great and you're so awesome. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we have an amazing awesome speaker who's not a stranger to this house so before i welcome him if everyone will just take a second to just high five somebody elbow them hug them whatever's comfortable with you right now send them some smoke signals all right and in the absence of pastor josh he is recovering well and resting and he sends his hellos but we know that we are going to be so blessed this morning by our guest speaker all right so without further ado we have uh bishop stanley farrell he's so awesome to us we love him we love his family so come on up here Jesus, you are worthy to be praised. You will be praised. 
Amen. 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 Boy, I'm excited to be here. I've been resting all month. I've been resting all month. My, my elder over here, he's been doing all the teaching this month. So I said, yeah. I said, you know what? Pastor Joshua, I've been resting. So I'm going to let you rest. Son. Yeah, I got my rest. I'm going to share my rest with you. Amen. Amen. This morning. And uh, this is so, 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 so good to be here. And, uh, and I don't left my thing at the house. And uh, so, uh, huh? It sent me. Okay, he said send me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. He know what I'm looking for too. <laughs> I left to sit over there. And uh, um, yeah, I think I know what it is. Hey man, so good to be here. And uh, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna be on live. Okay, so I know Pastor Josh is gonna be watching. Gotcha, man. I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> and uh, and Crystal got something to tell you. We get to, she get to the house. So just I had to go on record here. You know. In case she said, I forgot. Now uh, I'm gonna call you too. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we just want to thank you and bless you. Praise you for your word this morning. Thank you for your ever-abiding presence in our lives. And we just thank you for who we are. And, and we don't know half of the story. We don't know half of the truth, but but we are learning more and more each and every day. So today, Father God, we come to learn more of that truth about that awesome job you've done in us. Mm, so much so, Father God, you, your word says we're always on your mind. You're so mindful of us, and but our minds are so plagued with things that hinder us and that block us and that, that don't allow us to see you. And therefore, we can't see ourselves. So we thank you this morning for the blinders coming off this morning. Our eyes are being enlightened this morning. And as we look into your word, Father God, we're going to see wonderful things. We're going to behold wonderful things that have always been there, but it's like going to be like we've never seen it. We never knew it existed because by your Holy Spirit this morning, you said to me that you're going to open up the hearts and the minds of your people and they're going to see the treasures that they have even now. I thank you and I bless you and I praise you and I yield myself to you as your vessel and may my tongue be that of the pen of a ready writer, Father God, right on our hearts and our minds. And give us ears to hear what the Spirit of God has said to the church all over this planet. We give you praise and give you glory. We thank you for the privilege of allowing us to hear you personally and directly. And we set ourselves in agreement to do that now in Jesus' name. Amen. While we're standing, I want to take your Bibles. I'm going to try to remember I'm a confession. Amen. And um, we're going to do our, what I call our kingdom word confession. Repeat it to me. This is God's word, his will and his plan of kingdom purpose for my life. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I have what it says I have. My life is changing for the better after having heard and obey the words of the kingdom of God. And now I'm ready to learn how to live as I was created, regardless of where or when or how I was born. This I decree in Jesus' name. It was in there. I just didn't come out right at the end, but it was in there. Amen. You may be seated. Turn with me. Uh, uh, this morning, and uh, I'm going to uh, continue where I left off the last time I was, the last Sunday I spoke here. I'm going to pick up from there. 
Amen. And and I can do that. And I say that because that's the way our father does. Though it may have been 10 years ago, he's still talking to you about it because he ain't finished. We don't want on to something else and whatever. But God doesn't work like that. God sticks with the original plan. Amen. And, and I've learned to do that. So I know it's been a lot of time since the last Sunday that I was here teaching, but I ain't forgot what I was talking about. Amen. Amen. Because God is always working on something, building something, developing something. And uh, and I live my life like that. And, and I engage everything in that manner. And sometimes it takes months and sometimes it takes years and sometimes it takes decades. There are things that I'm working on now that I was working on when I was a kid. Would you think about this? You know, that's just since I was a kid, still working on them. And so it is with you and I, you know, and that will always be the case. But then there are some things that we were working on as children. We shouldn't be working on now. And uh, so from our master series, um, faith for the impossible. Y'all remember that one? Faith for the impossible. We're still talking about that. But I want to go to this next part called uh, the measure of faith. Thinking and living according to the measure of faith. Turn with me to Romans chapter 12. I remember, you know, a couple of years ago, God began to deal with me about faith for the impossible. He said, I gave you faith to do the impossible. And I don't know if you remember, I'm just going to review just for, for a brief moment. I didn't want to put those slides up there because I put the slide up there, I get stuck. So I ain't got the slide up there, so I ain't going to look at it. So I'm just going to say what I'm saying and I'll move on to the next slide. And I ain't got but two or three slides we're going to go to, you know, and because uh, I, I was up about four o'clock this morning and I had to cut it down from 10 to three. But y'all ain't got that kind of time. And so it took me to four o'clock this morning to cut the slide down to three slides. And because uh, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about y'all. Shame on y'all. Shame on y'all. And, I, you know, and, and went to bed at four o'clock this morning, got up at seven o'clock this morning. And uh, and I told my wife, you're not going to search me. I want you to get there and cut that grass. So that's why she ain't here. If I got to step four o'clock in the morning, you get to go ahead and cut that grass. And so when I when I get back home, I, it, it better be cut. That's all I can say. That's, that's what my dad used to say. And no, nah, that ain't what happened. That ain't not what happened. And that what happened. I'm just giving y'all time to find the scripture. That's all. I'm just telling jokes to the time to find the scripture. And uh, but we're going to talk about this concept of the measure of faith. And and uh, God's really been really been developing this thing in me and developing, you know, and uh, uh, and I have listen. This is the this is the 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 debut. I can't even say that word right. How y'all say de- debut debut? How y'all say that? Okay, how y'all how y'all know I said uh, of this message. So I ain't taught this nowhere, but here first. So they never heard it. My, you know, they never heard it. And 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 because it ain't time for me to give it to my team yet, but it's but it's coming. And and uh, and so a few years ago, God began to do me about this faith for the impossible. He said, I did not create you. I did not call you and I did not send you to go do what you could do. Hear me clearly. I created you. You need, I need you to listen to my words now. I created you. And I called you and I sent you to go do what I would do. Therefore, what I sent you to do is impossible for you. Without me. 
So he says, facing the impossible is it's going to be natural and normal the way your life will be because you need me. Because I did not give you faith to go do what you want to do. Romans chapter 12. And see, and this is why faith is not working for most believers is because there is a gross misappropriation of faith. What happens when you misappropriate finances? And, and that's a whole lot of, and I, I got some financial folks, I mean, I forgot about all that. And, 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 uh, 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 and that's a, that's a lot of answers to that question because it depends on the environment in which you misappropriate. Right. So I'm just going to talk about two environments for right now. OK, to keep it simple. Our personal and then professional and, and everything. A lot of things can fall on the professional. If you misappropriate your funds personally, typically you don't go to jail. But if you misappropriate funds professionally, you're going to jail more than likely. If you get caught, you know, it depends on how you get caught, depends on how much you, miss, you know, man, they got they got rules, whatever, you know. And uh, I know you probably done your homework and say, well, I'm, you know, I ain't did that much. So I already know I ain't going to get no time for it. You know, that's what church folk do. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, you, you know, because, you know, you know, you cash a check for ten thousand dollars. You know, the government need to know about that. So you cash one for for nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine because you want to stay on them. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just telling it because I read and I got family members. <laughs> that ain't what I do. I didn't know this because I got family members and I read and, and, and I watch crime stoppers and all that kind of stuff. So I know what's going on. At, you know, American Greed, I watch all of that because I need to know what the saints are doing. That's how I find out what's going on in church. Yeah, I watch Snap, uh, American Greed. Uh, uh, law and order. That's how I know what's going on in the church. <laughs> I'm telling you, you ain't got to talk to God about it. Just, just, just look at them show. You see, preachers, saints all up in there. Dallas, special um, 48 hour Dallas, all up in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make me want to move out of Arlington. All that stuff. Okay, let me get to my point because I'm running out of time. And uh, I still got 50 minutes. Okay, you good. No, no, you do good. You good. You good. You good. He, he let me do my introduction. There you go. You good. I should have said that. And uh, well, anyway, 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 what I was saying. So, so misappropriating the funds. Watch this. And the reason you go to jail, to keep it simple. Y'all make sure you give me the right time up there, because I'm gonna call Pastor Josh. You know, that's too. That's that's. You need to make that a five on the other side. Watch this. Watch this. And they established law because you, you, you violated the laws of finances in this arena. And there's consequences to this. Well, so it is with your personal life. And we, we've misappropriated finances in our personal life. And we've been put in prison, in jail. Mentally and spiritually. So if you need, you need to understand these concepts, you know, 
that that was not a crime in the world doesn't mean it's not a crime in the kingdom. So I'm saying that to say this, you know, because how sensitive we get about finances and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and we know that all this. But listen, you need to be just as sensitive about your faith. Because historically, we have misappropriated our faith. And that's just as dangerous as misappropriating your finances. Because finances do not produce faith, but faith produces finances. And anytime somebody misappropriate finances, they got a faith problem. If, if finances make you nervous, you got a faith problem. Yeah. That's the way God set up because that's how he can tell how you're directing your faith. Where you put your money? Tell me you got, I got faith in the kingdom of God, whatever. And every time it comes to kingdom and money, you're like, I can't give him that one. But do you want to be an intercessor? You want to be a prophet, this is the prophet, you know, you want to testify, you want to lead praise and worship. Everything you're doing is in the flesh. Why? Because you failed the money test. This is, I'm serious. When you fail the money test, everything you're doing in the kingdom is in the flesh. Why? Because that's the number one asset test. Because that's the one thing that God uses to identify the heart. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. And out of the heart comes the issues, plural, of life. So if the heart ain't in the right place, then this is why you got these issues. And then you can go back and check it with the finances. This is why we got broke saints. This is why the church is broke. Because we got the right jobs, all that kind of stuff. No, 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 no. no. This is because we got the wrong mentalities. And that's what this is going to deal with. We're going to deal with your, your, your mentality, your conscience today. Y'all got Romans 12? Let's read. Let's read. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. There is an ought to think. And then there is a what you're really thinking. That's the thing we ought to be thinking. He deals with what you're thinking and then what you ought to be thinking. And what you ought to be thinking is based upon, watch this, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. I ought to be thinking according to the measure 
So I got to take a look at what I'm thinking. To see is what is I ought to be thinking. Is what I'm thinking is what I ought to be thinking. And you measure that by the measure of faith. So. And we looked at this last time, the measure of faith, and I, I want to uh, I need I need to go to my slide now. Am I doing this right? Oh, oh there we go. There we go. Is that, is that, is that the first one? Let me see if I. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want too far now. I think yeah, that, that's it. I think that's it. See, I was up. I, I cut. I don't know what I cut. I cut out so much. I'm, is that the first one I cut? I don't know. And uh, but I think this is it. Listen, uh, why is this important? Because if if I'm going to operate and live in this life that's based upon faith for the impossible. I've got to understand the measure of faith because it's this measure of faith that gives me the ability to do what's impossible. Because this thing called faith is the number one thing between me and my father. It's primary to me pleasing him. We all know that, right? But then not only that, it also says this, is that by faith we understand that the worlds were created. So God has packed within this, this thing we call in faith everything we need and to understand how everything is designed because it's designed by this because everything he, he did, he did it by this faith that he's called in the measure of faith, the measure of faith. And why is it necessary? operate daily within this faith for the impossible number one so that I can live as I was created and not as I was born number two so that I may fulfill my purpose and not my preferences because that's my challenge every day I'm deciding to go after purpose or my preferences what I prefer to do Versus what I was made to do. Because we prefer things that are not good for us, beneficial to us, but because we're used to them and we like them and want them and preference don't fulfill purpose. But watch this. If you seek to fulfill purpose, you'll eventually get some of the things you prefer. I'm going to say it again. Preference would never lead you to fulfill purpose. But if you fulfill and pursue purpose, I promise you, you'll get some things you prefer and that you didn't even know you wanted. So it's not that preferences is bad, it's that preferences without an order is bad. See, God don't, don't, don't mind you wanting a good-looking man, a good-looking woman. Just don't put that price. Get a want a man or woman of purpose first, and you get your preference. 
Think about it. See, the enemy wants you to think God is against pleasure. No, he's not. God said, matter of fact, that's the thing I told you. I told you how to please me. I love pleasure. But not at the cost of faith. Not at the cost of purpose. So I got to understand this thing called the measure of faith so I can walk in this this impossible, this faith for the impossible to do things that I ain't supposed to be doing, you know, humanly speaking, but because God is doing it through me, we get it done. That's what I was sent here to do. I was sent here to do things that, 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 that requires God in my life. See, the enemy come along and, and, and talk Adam and Eve out of that, and then I'm still believing it. I can do it on my own. And they couldn't. Then number three, I need to understand this and operate in this faith in the problem so I can function in the natural and not in the normal. Which means, natural means, was common to God. Normal in this text means not what's common to man. Most of us, most of our lives, areas of our lives, you look at it, you'll find a lot of normalcy there, not a lot of natural. You know, it's there, but it's not operative. You know, it's it's, it's dormant because we so so into the, the normal, we so into... Uh, the feeling and the comfort and, and, and what everybody else is doing and what I'm used to, faith won't take you there. Faith won't take you into the normal. Faith gonna take you to in the natural. Watch this. And, and watch this. And you and, and then make you listen and make you feel so unnatural. Because you're so normal, natural feels so unnatural. You know, you, you take a person that's been that's been uh, uh, um, um, uh, fighting for love, or, or 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 been dealing with you know messy life all their life, and then they run across somebody who ain't got no mess. Sometimes they'll sabotage that why because they so used to mess, peace just uncomfortable. I I I ain't never had no man like that treat me like this. I I know, baby, I know, because you ain't never met me. And we don't realize we don't realize it that when 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 God bring us into uh, that that blessed uh, position that person whatever we sabotage it and sometimes not even on purpose and I'm gonna get to why if, if if y'all give me enough time I'm gonna get to why if y'all give me enough time <laughs> why you know call, 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 why why do I keep sabotaging you know not just in relationship but in my life whether it be finance or whatever because there's something in your conscience that just won't let you enjoy the blessing. That just won't let you. Ah. You know, see, we get used to not having, and then we start getting, and we just feel like something wrong. I feel so uncomfortable. I feel so carnal. You know why? Because you you adopted a mentality that you felt so spiritual when you was broke. You so felt so spiritual when your marriage until you felt so spiritual. 
because we've been taught you need trouble to have a strong prayer life and you don't Pray for me. You pray for me, Ella. Pray for me, man. Cause you know I'm struggling up here, right? You know I'm struggling. I'm trying to get to this thing. I'm trying. You know, I, I want to take you out, but I, I. Okay, let me move on. Let me just move on. Let me just move on. N- number four. Watch this. Why is it necessary to operate daily within this faith for the impossible and understand this marriage of faith so that I can be the original man and not the old man? Those are the two choices. The contrast of the two choices we have every day. That am, am I going to live as I was, I was created, I was born, as a purpose or preference, natural or normal, original or old? They're all the same, just said different ways. Which means, am I going to decide to be who God decided me to be, or am I going to continue to be in? Who they want me to be, who I think I want to be, whatever, all the kind of stuff. And then and, and we don't realize that lies the, the, the foundation of our frustration and our insecurities and incident. Oh, why? Because we 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 we're looking at everything but our faith. And and we're gonna see why this is so very important. So how do how do I do this? I need to understand that I have been given the measure of faith. And I must learn how to operate within and out of it on a daily basis in every area of my life. And so if I'm if I'm gonna do these things, I need to understand this thing called the measure of faith. So let's look at it. He said, For I say through the grace given unto you, verse number three, to every man that is among you. Everybody said that includes me. See, there is no such thing as you don't have faith. There's no such thing. And there's no such thing as you're not in faith. When we say we're not in faith, you're not using the the proper uh, term. You are always in faith. It's just a matter of are you in the misappropriation of it? Hear me. See, see, see you got to think different. See, because culturally we've, we've, we've coined phrases that really not identify the issue. And the phrases have really excused us from our responsibility to what we really is. Yes. I am in faith, but I'm in the misappropriation of it, which means I'm standing criminally in life. But it's it's easy to say, I'm I'm not in faith. Like you just said, no, 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 you you in it. You say in it right. (laughs) He says, God has given us this measure of faith. Now now go on down to, uh, uh, let's keep reading verse number three, number four and five, six. For as we have many members in one body and all members have not the same, of nothing of us understand what this measure of faith looks like, and then he's going to tell us what it is. Uh, he says, so we being many are one body in Christ and everyone members one of another, having then gifts differing according 
to the grace that is given to us. See, this is why this is why this is why God had to listen, had to extend grace to us because it's by grace that we enter this faith. Grace is the door to enter this faith. Grace is not a license to do what you want to do. Grace is a license to operate within the faith that God has given us. See, so grace is not your freedom to do what you want to do. Grace frees you up to walk in this thing called faith. But see, the enemy wants you to misunderstand grace. Why? So since he can't get you, you know, to just outright turn your back on faith, then misappropriate everything associated with it. And so 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 you find in Galatians where he talked about the misappropriation of grace. Why? Because when I misappropriate grace, it sabotages me in the area of faith. So watch this. And so which means. I'm, 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 I'm saying I'm walking in his grace. I got this freedom. I got the anger, no rules or whatever. But then between pleasing God. Because you misappropriating faith, which grace, which keeping you out of faith, which keeping you out of pleasing God, fulfillment. And so the enemy has has watched this, has distorted the message of grace. Right in the house. Thinking, thinking that grace, ah, I'm free to do whatever I want to do. No, 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 no. Grace freed you from the penalty that you owe God for sin. So we can get on with the business. He didn't set you loose like a wild ass out in the field somewhere. Okay, I should have said donkey. Okay, all right, all right, okay. My wife probably watched Why are you saying that? I don't care. You're so sensitive. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? See, grace freed us to now to fulfill our faith, not to go do what we want to do. When you do that way, then now you, you all you've done was, watch this, all you've done since, you know, when you misappropriated grace, that's just as dangerous as living in sin. Because it's sin that kept you out of faith and so God said, I'm going to extend grace to you to get you back in faith. But then if you misappropriate grace, you've done worse than sinning. Why? Because now you still ain't in faith. Why? Because you misuse grace. Grace was to absorb you of the penalty, not of the responsibility. Ah! Grace absolved me of those penalty of sin, not the responsibility to stay out of sin. Because grace makes me responsible for the faith I have. So a man and a woman who understand grace are very dangerous because now they understand now I got a charge to keep concerning this faith. Why? Because it's grace that released me on the other one end but made me responsible on another. Because I cannot fulfill what God said in Genesis chapter one uh, to, to have dominion over the earth without him extending his grace. 
because we could not pay the penalty of sin. So he's, I'm going to pay it for you. Why? Because I want you to fulfill the original plan that we had. So grace is a reminder of how good God is and how much responsibility I have. God to be more careful. Tell Pastor Johnson, he can rest next week. I need to come back next week. I need to finish this up next week. I'm going to leave y'all hanging today. I'm sorry. I'm just going to leave you hanging. He said, watch this. He says, he says, he says, so let me help you understand how this works. He said he's done this for every man, but it, but it won't look the same because like a body of Christ, we are, we are many members, but we are of one body and we all have not the same office. Having then gifts, verse number six, different according to the grace. See, this grace has opened me up to exercise gifts that came to me by faith. <laughs> I almost slapped myself then. Watch this, watch this, watch this. He says, he says, he says, grace that is given to us, well, the prophecy, let us prophesy, watch this. Let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Or ministry, let, let, let us, you know, uh, ministry. Teaching, whatever. So the point is, he goes on to all the different gifts. He said, whatever the gift is, do it according to the proportion of faith. Now watch this. So, so he says, according to the measure of faith, please listen very careful. Do not ever say a measure that is totally different than the measure. Let me show you how. Let me, I'm, 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 I'm going to put my brother on the spot over here for a minute. Going to find out where he's at, man, it's marriage. So it's, it's, so it's about to go good or bad right by now. I'm just telling y'all. I'm just telling one of y'all right now. Okay. So, so I already, I, 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 he gonna pass. He gonna pass. Don't be nervous. He gonna pass. Now he nervous. <laughs> Do you have a woman or the woman? See, I, I need go. See, you don't want A, you want the. Mm. God didn't give me a faith, he gave me the faith. I ain't trying to be a man, I'm, I, I'm the man. That's a whole different mentality to go with that. You see what I'm saying? He ain't a God, he is the God. You're not just a child. You're the child. You, you, you see why he said that? He said, didn't he say he gave you favor? you God's favorite. God said, I treat all y'all like you the only one. And none of y'all, listen, listen, and none of y'all feel the difference. See, real favor, real favor don't make you hate. It make you appreciate. Okay, now that that that, that rhyme, I didn't say that. Think, think, think about that. I'm God's favorite child. You're God's favorite child. But see, because you let the world teach you about what favor means, so you don't want to. <laughs> in favor. See, see, you because you think favor creates competition. No, it don't. It creates complementary, not competition. 
The father said, listen, you, you, you compliment me. I compliment you. And watch this. When you understand that, then it's easy to compliment others. Wow. That's what grace gave us access to. So watch it. He says, he says, so I need you. Go back, go back to verse number three. He says, I need everyone on you among you. I need you to, I need you to think soberly. Soberly. I need you to think in a sound, solid, consistent manner that's sober. Watch this. It also means to not be under the influence of anything else but this. Don't to, to not be on the outside, not be intoxicated with outside influences. Because I need why? Well, because see, when you when you when you intoxicated and not sober. You don't have control and you don't take responsibility. But when you sober, how many of y'all know when you were sober, you wouldn't have done that if you were sober. You know that. Now, I ain't going to go back too far on you now, but you know what I'm talking about. When you wasn't sober. <laughs> it wasn't just me. Now, I don't know how long you've been sober, but thank God you're sober. I know I thank God that I'm sober. <laughs> but watch this. The truth be told, when it comes to faith, we're not. We're intoxicated with things that's cause us sabotage our life. And, and, and faith stands there and watch us be drunk with stuff that ain't helping us. Instead of intoxicated with the Holy Ghost. Because watch this. A person intoxicated with the Holy Ghost going to be sober concerning faith. Say it again. A person intoxicated with the Holy Spirit will find themselves sober in faith. That's why most believers don't understand the Holy Spirit because how you can tell they're all over the place when it comes to faith. The Holy Ghost ain't in your in your life just so you can speak in tongues and, and no 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 Holy Ghost listen the primary is to so you can be who the Father made you to be. Yes. If you only speak one language all your life, it it that it, 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 it may have been in somebody. I need, I need I need I need to go to my slide. So so watch it. He says this measure of faith. This measure, the measure of faith. And then go down to verse number six. He says he uses another word to describe the measure. Verse number six, it says, according to the proportion of faith. Now he's he's getting more uh, descriptive, more explanatory about this faith. First is the measure of faith. So 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 we can understand. So what he's doing is progressing to help us to understand what is this measure and what does it mean, this measure? And use the word, this proportion of faith. So in other words, operate in your gift out of the proportion of the faith that God has given you. And the word proportion, now look at it. It's a compound word, Greek word, analogia. 
Anna is pro, which means a peace. Portia means logos. Word. Who is the word? God. So measure means a peace of God. Faith is a peace of God. P-I-E-C-E. You've heard, have y'all heard the phrase that Jesus in him dwell the fullness of the Godhead body, the fullness? Watch this. The fullness. Jesus is the only one that has the fullness. Now watch this. He has the fullness. Holy Spirit, just, just crushed me. I know what you're about to say, but you weren't saying that right. So watch this. The Father gave Jesus the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now, where did Jesus, after his resurrection, where does Jesus live in the earth now? In every believer. Did he bring a piece or the beef? Let me get even better. He brought the fullness of God. So watch this. We've got the fullness of God dwelling in us, but God says you're going to only handle a piece of me. You can handle all of me, but you got all of me in you. So he says, all you need is just a piece of me at work in you. And we're going to tap. Talk to me. All I'm trying to get you to do is just release a piece of me. Now watch this. A piece of God feels like the fullness of God. Why? Because it comes from the same root. It comes from the same vein. So, 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 so God says, I, you can only handle a piece of me, but it's going to feel like all of me. He said, let me tell you how you, how you, how you, how you know you really got this. That when I bless you with something, you treat it like I gave you everything. Instead of like, just this. And let me show you how let me show you how it blesses you in your relationship in your marriage. That 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 that, that, that when, when 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 you know you operated in God, even in relationship, whatever, that 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 your woman, watch this, that your woman, you know, she just a piece, but she feel like all. Right, watch this. When you when you feel like you got all, you don't want no more. Why? I got it all. I look at all of y'all won't know that you. Why? Because what I got makes me feel like I got it all. That's why when you got anything in God, it, it, it feels full. 
So when you got a godly man, a godly woman, you feel full. I don't need no other man. I don't need no other woman. Why? Because I got the man. I got the woman. And they fill me up. But it takes God in that relationship in order for you to experience that. Other than that, your eyes going to be all over the place. Why? Because you ain't full. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help you understand concepts. So I'm using, I'm using scenarios of where we can get. See, this is why people are like, I don't understand why you got a good woman. Why he cheat? He ain't full. He's he not walking in God. He's not walking in who, in who he is in God. Why? So that's why he feels so empty. So he can kind of feel that emptiness, even though he already got one. And still ain't satisfied. And thinking it's a woman, it ain't a woman, it's you. It's your mindset, it's your mentality. And I got to move on because that man said I got one minute on the clock. That, I know that can't be right. I know that can't be right. So, so, so let me quickly give you, let me give you, since I'm, they're they pushing me, let me give you my next slide. Let me just go on the next slide. Because I'm going to just drop them thing on y'all. I'm just going. <laughs> so, 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 so how do I, how do I, how do I, the process of operating and living according to this measure of faith? Five things you got to do. Number one, you got to discover the measure. I ain't got time to go through all this. I'm just going to give it to you. And then when I come back, we're going to pick up right here. Okay. I got to discover the measure. How do I discover the measure? Through intimacy and asking. Intimacy with the one who gave it to me and asking the one who gave it to me. Father, what is the measure? In other words, what does that measure look like in me? See, 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 that's why the enemy don't want you to pray. Why? Because he don't ever want you to experience the measure. Because when you're in the Father's presence, he's going to remind you, he's going to reveal to you the measure. And let me tell you something. You're going to want to go back and talk to him again. Why? Because something about when you feel full, you used to feel fulfilled. And you just keep on and come back. Why? Because let me tell you something. The best time of my day now is my prayer time because I got this. Prayer ain't extra, it's essential. I can't start without it. Why? Because I need to feel the fullness of what I got. And you got to be reminded every day. You know why? Because you got sin in your flesh every day. That's going to remind you that you ain't nothing. So you better start out with the right reminder every morning. Is it making sense? It's really making sense. So I discovered this measure by through intimacy and asking the Father. And I gave you scripture there. The second thing you got to do with this is you got to, you got to, once you discover it, you got to decipher it. That means you, you, you got to ask the Father, break this down to me. Give me understanding of, of, of the mechanics of this, the science of this. You know, so what you got to do is then you got to study the scriptures and study yourself. See, don't just memorize scripture because the memorization of scripture is not where revelation comes. Why? You got to put yourself in it. You understand what I'm saying? Because the devil knows scriptures. The murderers know scriptures. And still ain't found themselves. Why? Because they, they brought to the light of the scripture. They just know it intellectually. You don't want into just intellectualism. You want intimacy. Because knowing only comes through intimacy, not intelligence. I want to know him. Knowing about him ain't enough. Number three, once you discover that measure and then allow him to begin to decipher that measure so you can understand it, then he's going to show you how to develop yourself in relation to the measure. 
The disciples asked Jesus a question. He said this. They, they, they said this. Uh, watch this. Watch this. Uh, let me find the scripture here real quick. I got all these pages because I got I got I got I got a, a scripture. Where is it at here? Let's see. Where is it? Uh-huh. I thought I brought that, brought that one with me. I guess I did. Let me see. Y'all give me a minute here. Y'all, he don't give me. He don't give me. He don't give me two more minutes. Y'all, any good? Good brother. Good. Yeah. Watch this. Watch this. Luke, Luke chapter, Luke chapter seventeen. Watch this. This is so very important. Luke chapter seventeen. Luke seventeen. The disciple asked a question that all of us ask, and it's the wrong question. And Jesus didn't tell him it's the wrong question, but the way he answered him, let him know that was the wrong question. Watch this. Luke, Luke, Luke 17, um, start at verse 1. Then, then said uh, he unto the disciples, it is impossible that offenses will come, but woe unto him through whom they come. It would better, be better for him that a millstone be, uh, you know, I don't want to read all that, that's throwing me off. Let, let's, let's skip down to verse number 5. And so, so the, he began to have a conversation with them, and they were like, I got to forgive that many times. How, how can I forgive? Every time he forgive me, how can I forgive? Whatever. So they asked this question. Uh, look at verse number four. And if he trespass against you seven times in a day and seven times in a day, turn again to thee saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. And the disciples said unto the Lord, Lord, increase our faith. I ain't got that kind of faith. Why would Jesus tell you to do something if you don't have the ability to do it? See, what he did was he gave them a human scenario scenario to so they can identify where they were not and where they were. In their life of faith. Your human interactions reveals where you are in your faith. It's like if we're going to be every time, every, every time, every time. They cross me. I got to forgive them. That's going to take a lot of faith. I, I Increase my faith. That was not the question to ask. You know what the question should have been? Watch this. Let's, do, um, let's read the next verse and then we'll talk about that. And the Lord said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto this mount, this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and be thou planted in the sea and it should obey you. Notice what he said, if you had faith as, I must see, he did not say if you had the faith of a mustard seed. No, he said if you had faith as a mustard seed. Two things he's saying, it's not the size of your faith that's the issue. Because he teaching them what Paul discovered in Romans. God has already given you the measure of faith. So that's not. So whenever you have the inability to operate in the faith the way you should, it's never a question of the faith. He said, if you had. He said, the issue is you. He didn't say if, if 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 you had this kind of faith and 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 if, and if faith was no 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 he said you know whatever no no he said if you no no if you had 
So the question they should have asked was not increase our faith, increase us. Let me, let me ask you, ask you, remember this? Oh, ye of little faith. Oh, ye of little faith. Not ye with little faith, of little faith. He wasn't talking about the size of faith, he's talking about the size of you. You are functioning in too small a level of what you have. Is why you can't. So if you grow yourself in the faith you have, then you will be able to do more when it comes to them. So when you can't do for them what you're supposed to do for them, it's because you're not doing it for you. So the issue comes back to you. Because remember, he says, remember Romans, he says, I need you to think according to the measure. So the size of the measure was determined by God. But the size of the measure that you operate in is determined by you. So let me put it to you like this to make it simple. God says, it does you no good, does your life no good for you to have five gallon faith, but you only use a paint or a cup. Let me ask y'all a question. So proportion of faith meant what? A piece of God. So 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 biblical faith is not a principle. It's not a force, it's a person. Switch so means, see, the problem with faith is we don't see it as God. That's why we can't walk in it, because faith is God giving you an ingredient that makes him who he is. So if I give you the same ingredients I have, can't we make the same thing? See, God said in Genesis 21, Genesis 1, he said, I created you in my image and my likeness. That word image means you have the same capacity, mental and spiritual capacity that I have. Watch this. And then I'm going to give you the same stuff I have. It's called likeness. So image means the same capacity, mental and spiritual capacity that God has. And then likeness means the same stuff that God has in the capacity. So my capacity is my ability to carry God. My likeness is God. So, so I've got to be able to carry who God is. And when I carry who God is, is then I know who I am because I am as he is. So if I don't know me, I don't know God. And if I know God, I know me. Why? Because we want the same. But see, 
you're probably struggling with that why because your conscience been taught otherwise because you're more comfortable saying I'm just a servant of God you're more comfortable seeing yourself separate from God. You're not comfortable seeing yourself as gods. They gonna think I'm crazy. See, see, you worry about what they think. See, now you intoxicated with what they think, which means you ain't sober now. You in, see, he told you if you're gonna walk in this faith, you got to be sober. Am I, am I, am I helping you? See, 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 so so I've got to get over my feelings and get over into my faith. Why? And, and it's going to make me look and feel uncomfortable, but that's really where I belong. And let me tell you something. It's going to take some time for you to get used to being where you belong. So don't fight discomfort. Don't fight pain. Why? Because it just means you ain't used to it. That's all it means. Y'all know, y'all been to the gym before? And worked out, and next day you're like, boy, I'm so soft. Like, oh, no. your body is telling you you did something yesterday we ain't used to doing. That's all. Ain't nothing wrong with what you did. You just ain't used to that. But go back again. Why are you in pain? Why? So you can work through the pain and get used to looking fine and buff. See, I'm used to looking good now. I don't feel uncomfortable like I used to. You know what I'm saying? See, I ain't worried about you thinking if I'm arrogant. I ain't worried about that. Why? That's your problem. I ain't got no problem with it. The Bible said, don't think more high of yourself than you ought to think. How are you going to tell me how I ought to think? Ah, the only thing that tells me how I ought to think is my measure of faith. That's what I ought to think. Oh. Let me tell, let, let me tell you something. Let me tell you when I'm outside of my ought. It's the same for you. As long as you ain't thinking you are God, you good. Watch this. Watch this. Okay. Watch this. Turn me to John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Let me show you how Jesus was used to what the Father said. But everybody around him was not. And it's what got him killed. John chapter 5, verse 18. Let me read it. He said, uh, verse number, uh, verse number uh, uh, 17. Jesus, Jesus healed the man. Watch this. He done healed a man on the Sabbath. He done broke tradition. Y'all better hear me. Y'all better hear me. When you find you, you're going to break all kinds of traditions. When you find, when, when you get into how you ought to be thinking, you're going to realize all these foolish superstitions you have and all this foolishness. Why? Because you ought to have been thinking this long time ago. You ought to have been here a long time ago. In every area. Why? Because now you're starting to think what you ought to think. That's based upon the measure. And let me tell you something. You can't do that with people who won't accept their measure. Because people that don't understand their measure ain't going to understand when you walk in yours. Get used to it. Stop trying to explain what they can't understand. you never understand. I ain't got to explain myself to you. Just keep watching. And hopefully I inspire you to find you. Because I don't want you to be like me. That's the worst thing you can do. The best thing you can do is allow me, being me, 
inspire you to be you. Because that's called complimentary. That's how we compliment each other. Let me stir you to be you. Stop being afraid of being you. Stop being afraid to find out who you are because you used to being something that you don't like. Yeah, I said that. You used to being something you don't even like it, but you're so used to it, you don't want to change, but you don't like it. And so you think you ain't confess, you know, enough. You know, you got to add five more thousand confession in your day. You know, you got to pray. You know, no, 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 no. See, you you working around stuff. You're not getting to the root. And then you say prayer doesn't work. This faith thing don't work. You know, giving tithe don't work. None of this stuff work. You know why it ain't working? Because you ain't working. It's something about when you start working, everything about you start clicking. I'm a living witness. I'm telling you, I'm a living witness. That's why I do a seminar called Successfully You. Because when you find you, you're going to find everything that's attached to you that's supposed to be and not to be. You can't be successful in business and you ain't successful in handling being the business of you. That's why every time somebody come on the idea, you, you jump on down. Here, this is it. This is it. I'm getting no, 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 no. Why you keep jumping on everything? Because you ain't found the one you. So that's why you're trying to find everything. You open everything. Let me say something. When you find you, you ain't open everything no more. And that don't mean it's good. It's bad. I've learned this. Every good thing and God thing for me. Had a friend call me yesterday with a business opportunity. And I mean, I, 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 I had to wait till she finished because I already had the answer. Because the Holy Spirit had already told me what she's going to talk about. And I hadn't, I, I, I didn't know exactly. She, I said, that's, girl, I said, that sounds like a Chinese soup. You trying to sell me some Chinese soup or something? The name, she, I can't remember the name. I told my wife. And, uh, and I said, I, I listened. I listened. I said, I said, no, baby, not for me. She said, but you don't understand. I said, baby, I don't need to understand what you're doing. I understand who I am. And I can hear, I got discernment. See, I ain't got, a, I ain't got the time to be reading, reading the whole, come to the present. I ain't got time all that. That's why you need discernment. Why? So you can save your time. And they real good friends. And I told them, I said, I think she got offended. But you know what? That ain't, that ain't my problem. Because I didn't say nothing wrong. I just didn't give you the answer you wanted. And I can't be concerned about that. And if, if they don't call me no more, then we didn't have nothing in the first place. I got to keep moving. I, so said, Why? And so here's what I said to him. I said, you know what? I'm not saying that's wrong. That's not where my money going to come from. So y'all, I, I pray for something. Let me pray for y'all right now. Y'all get your money out of that. But my money ain't coming. Why? Because I see clearly my path. And that ain't on it. So I ain't got to go pray. Oh, you go pray. No, I'm praying about it. I already know. When I spend my time, I already know. I don't pray. Wasting my time going to asking God about when God had already told me that ain't my thing. That's why you got to have your discernment working all the time. So watch this. You got to know who you are all the time. And I look at stuff and I look at it through who I am. And I said, no, that don't fit me. I'm not de- demonizing. I'm not condemning. I'm saying it don't fit me. I'm not saying it don't fit you. So, so call the next friend. Don't call you know what I'm saying? Am I making sense? Am I making sense? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. John, John, John chapter 5. Jesus healed a man on the Sabbath day, and they got a problem with this. Watch this. He said, but Jesus answered them, my father worked hitherto, and I work. He said, I just did what the father would do. My father's at work, and I, I work. We, we, we're a team. What he do, I do. Then he went down and said, therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him because he not only had broken the Sabbath. Watch this. 
he not only broke the tradition, but he said also that God was his father. We got a problem with that. Why? Because they've been training everybody that God is your master and you his servant. No. Jesus, no, no, no. He my father. Because they knew what that meant to say father. Because it, it said what? Making himself equal with God. They weren't comfortable with that, but Jesus was. Jesus, if I got to die over it, oh well. You, you got it? See, see, he, he wasn't going to give up the truth of his conscience to appeal to your conscience. Mm. I wish I had time to mess with that. I, I don't. Where, where am I at? I'm going to slide. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me go back to the slide because I'm out of time. So watch this. So number three, I've got to develop my mindset because remember, the first part of Romans 12 says, says what? Go back to it. He said, I beg you by the mercies of God. I beg you by the mercies of God, which, which means God is crying out in me. I feel God crying on the inside of me. He's crying by the mercy of God. He's crying. God is weeping inside me. He felt God crying inside for his people to get this. That you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. I, I, I mean, he, he's weeping. Why? Because this is so very important. Because did you not know that it's the mind that determines the faith you walk in? The word heart in the Bible deals with the mind, which deals with the conscience. Back to, my, back to my slide. Let me, let me, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on for real. Now, go, no, you went too far back. Let me go here. Yeah, right here. So, so let me say these last two, then I'm going to go back to that number three because I want to wrap up with that number three. That number four was once I develop my mindset, which is my capacity and my, my conscience, which means I'm dealing with my capacity because we build our capacity Watch this. We've adjusted our capacity to too small of a capacity for what we really have. And that's what sin does. Sin restricted the lifeline, our lifeline, and we got used to it. See, we got used to the smallness until God starts speaking to us about big things, we're like, I don't have a face for that. I don't have the money for that. Yes, you do. What you don't have is the mind for it. So God, God starts talking to you about stuff that you can't do. Why? Because he knows it's in you to do it because he's the one in you doing it. That's why he said in Ephesians, uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21, says, he said, he said, uh, 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 he should do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask 
think and imagine. He said, what I'm doing in you, I'm doing beyond what you've ever thought you've ever imagined. And then how he said he's going to do it in the same text. He said, according to the power in you. What's that power? That measure of faith, which is the peace of God. God says that power. I am in you in such a powerful way, but you keep limiting me through your imagination and your thinking and your asking. And your imagination, watch this, your imagination, your asking and your thinking is controlled by. Where you at? Your conscience. Bible said a good man out of a good treasure bring forth good fruit. You just can't be a good man. You got to have good treasure. And the treasure he's referring to that is the things of the mind. So a good man can have a bad mind. Which means a good man with a bad mind going to produce a bad life. And this is why good people get confused. I don't understand. I'm a good person. I'm good people. Oh, I just don't understand why they don't go for back for me. God said, it's that treasure you're working with. He said, you won't be honest about what's inside of you. That's why you're confused about what's outside of you. Because you keep looking at your goodness as a person. But you want to admit your badness in your thinking. Which means you got so much mental molestation going on. And you won't deal with it. Because you've been told time and prayer going to heal everything. Now, prayer is for everything to be revealed to you about you. Prayer ain't the fixer of you. Prayer is where you go learn how to fix you. <laughs> you don't go to the God, do this, God. Uh, uh, uh. God, get them, God. So I ain't thinking about them. The issue ain't them, is you. And I, you know, because I've been trying to get God to talk to me about my wife, but he won't do it. I don't know why he turned the conversation on me every time. Every time, every time I go to him about her failures, he always turned it back on me. Anybody's got that issue? Anybody got that issue? <laughs> Let me tell you something. If you recognize that issue is going on, you're in a good place. Why? Because God ain't gonna talk to you about other folk like that. God is a God of the gospel, not gossip. No, he going that, that, that's my t-shirt. Don't, don't, that's mine. That's my t-shirt. <laughs> write that down, Elder. Write that down, Elder. Write that down and email it to me right now. That's 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 a, that, that, that's how you copyright it. Email it right now. Email it right now. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Why? Because God is interested in your development, your success and failure ain't got nothing to do with nobody else. And he's and he's trying to get us to understand that that if I can get you to be you. What they doing won't even bother you. You forget about why. Because that's the issue. 
And the fact that they bother, that means you got too much time on your hand. When I'm working on me, it takes up all my time. They criticize the win. I ain't know. I ain't know, man. I'm busy working on me. I ain't hear that. I, don't, I ain't got time for that. I'm, I'm walking in, I'm walking in my face. Watch this. So as I close, I don't have time to get in this. And uh, next time I come back, we're gonna start. And whenever that's gonna be, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be right here. Is that because remember in in uh, uh, First Timothy one, he talked about he talked about unfeigned faith and good conscience. See, faith. Uh, a, a conscience that's not contaminated. Because your conscience has to do with your faith, because as, as, as Romans 12 tell us, is that your thinking is key to this measure of faith. And how you understand and see this measure of faith is going to be paramount and foundational to what you think about yourself. And God said to me, he said, son. I need to, to I need you to expand the frame of your mind from a three by five to eleven by fourteen. He said, "You can't ever increase faith because faith is me, and I am faith, and I never need to be increased. God can't get no bigger. So you never you can never increase faith. You can't increase grace. You can't increase mercy. Why? Because you have all the measure you ever need." You need to increase in regards to those things. See, it's us that's too small, not the grace and not the faith. It's us that's too small. And God said, you're too small in your thinking. The disciples, as I close, the disciples said this. Lord, why we couldn't hear, why we couldn't hear this? We, 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 did, we did the same thing we did. He said, this kind. Watch this. This kind come out by fasting in prayer. Now you read that you think he said, oh, that's a certain kind of fasting and prayer for this kind of demon you got to do. That's not what he was saying. Because he went on and said, he said, the reason you couldn't do it because of your unbelief. He says, you have not consecrated yourself enough. You have not dedicated yourself enough mentally to develop yourself to walk in that kind of faith. It ain't the size of the demon nor the faith. It's the size of me. And fasting, listen, we thought fasting moved God. No, fasting expands you. And see, and that's how the enemy misdefined it. Why? Because he wants you to see fasting wrong. Why? And why? Because he don't want you to ever increase. So he wants you to hate fasting. Why? You hating your own process of increase. Is it, is it making any sense? See, 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 so so fasting is, is, is how I say, you know what, I'm giving this up for for my betterment. And why? Because the bigger I get, the more of God I'm going to see. Because God is already big enough. I just don't see enough of him. And the reason I don't see enough of him, I'm too small. I'm too little in my thinking. And my thinking is limiting God's ability to work in me. I want God to ex do exceedingly and abundantly, which means I got to start doing stuff outside the normal. I got to start doing stuff outside of what I'm used to, stuff that I'm comfortable with, stuff that, you know, where am I with my wife? Because I've got to expand myself 
so God could increase himself in me. God dang it. We need to have a whole week, just a whole week of teaching and revival and something, whatever you want. You call it what you want to call it. I don't know. There's insufficiency in our mental capacity that we reduced. And Jesus said it like this. He says, we reduced it by traditions and philosophies that come from the world. He's because it's these traditions and philosophy that come from the world that we've embraced in our conscience that make the word of none effect. So what? Am I holding on that grandmama said that keep me down? What family tradition and thought that I'm holding on to that's keeping me down in the kingdom? Got to give it up. We're going to leave it right there. We're going to leave it right there. Because I need you, I need to, I need to get you to see this measure. Let me testify as I close. Last year they diagnosed me with cancer. And I'm still in I'm still in my recovery process. I just just had two surgeries a couple months ago, whatever. I walked when the doctor told me, Mr. Ferry, you got cancer. My question was not what I'm gonna do. See, you find out where your conscience is when, when you get presented with stuff. You find out where you are. You find out how big you are, how small you are in your thinking when it presents. When, when, when he presented that to me, I didn't feel all this. Oh, no, 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 no. The first thing that came to my mind. But God said, I gave you faith for the impossible. So, you know, the question I asked, man, I said, Doc. My faith is intact. What I need to know is the wisdom part. I need to know how to wisely practice this faith I'm in. He looked at me, he's like, Mr. Ferry, you okay? I said, I'm good. I said, you look more scared than I am. <laughs> and, and, and it's my body, and it's my body that got condition. The condition. I never said. I had cancer. I ain't never had cancer. They diagnosed my body with cancer. Me and my body ain't the same. You see, when you learn to walk in this faith, you don't walk in your body, you walk in you, spirit. So my, so watch this. So my mind was conditioned to draw from the well of the word. So when he told me the condition of my body, I reached in the well. Why? See, that, that word brings faith. I, I reached in my faith way out. I said, Doc, I got the faith. Now I'm asking you for the wisdom that God has given you of what I need to do with my options, all that kind of stuff. I said, because I need to know what I need to do, because I know I'm going to get on the other side of this. I said, Doc, let me tell you something. I wasn't expecting this, but I was ready for this. Did y'all hear what I said? 
because how, how I built my mind, I never thought about dying. That's the honest God truth. I thought about my wife and my kids, them thinking of me dying. And that's the only time I had to mention this. I'm not, I'm not going to work. This just what I got to go through because of my assignment. Because God has entrusted me with something. And when God entrusts you with truth and revelation, the enemy turns up the fire. They say, let me have him and I'll show you he ain't who he say he is. But what he did was God just showed out. And when I, they gave him diagnosis, I went and preached. I went to Africa and did my thousand. I, I did with y'all when I get back. Well, we walked this process. Why? Why? That, that, they got nothing to do with my, And I ain't going to tell him. I, I, y'all pray for me. And everybody, my wife, tell me. See, see, see. See, that's what we used to doing. Then, then we could have been in agreement with you. Then if you were in the spirit, you could have been in agreement with me. Well, I got to call and tell you. I'm serious. I'm serious. Stop all that. Because you, a lot of times that just feels. Come on, Facebook, Facebook, pray. Pray, Facebook. Get that faith, that fear out of off of Facebook. And buckle down and say, we was ready for this. And whoever find out, find out, you say, listen, if you want to talk about it, I need you in faith. Now I don't want to talk to you about it. And then I told a lot of my family, I said, reading I ain't call y'all because y'all ain't know how to believe with me. But I know you know how to celebrate when it's over, so I call you when it's over. I'm saying, and I had some preachers, man, why that, that why you didn't call me? I said, bro, I didn't need to call you. We had this. See, see, the power's not in numbers. The power is in you understanding what you got. Am, am I making sense? Is it making sense? So, so, so we're on the other side of this this thing, and I go for my checkup next month. You know, and it's gonna be all clear. Because God said, listen, son, this is the part of this journey of faith for the impossible. This 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 day, this day death ticket, but it wasn't a death ticket to you. Why? Because of where you were when it came. Are you hearing me? Where you are mentally going to get found out. And it's going to reveal your spirituality. And the other tell you, I've been Preaching even more, teaching. I think I mean what missed one service? I missed one service. That was a service that was right after I needed my surgery. And only because I was in medication. Otherwise, I'd have been up in there. Turn your Bible. Repeat after me. I'm serious. But the next week, I'll let's roll. Let's go. Let's do this. With the, listen, walk around with a catheter all that. What the, that, that just cover it up. It's, I got things to do. I was seeing stitches everywhere, holes, seven holes all over the place. I got, I man, I'm like, I feel like somebody did a drive by on me. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, holes, catheter, stuff everywhere. I'm like, open your Bibles. The body is on attack. That ain't got nothing to do with me. I am not my body. My body ain't me. I got things to do. So I said all this to say to you, this ain't just a good message. This is my life. This is real. God bless you. God bless you. Let's stand. Let's stand. Let me. I want to pray. I want to pray. 
Joshua, I apologize, man. I know I went over. I apologize. I seen your check. I'm sorry. Now let me let me, let me say this. What the Holy Spirit has said to you, hear it now. Hear it now. Calm your mind. Open the vault of your conscience. And let the Holy Spirit in to remove those dead treasures. Open the vault of your conscience. And let the Holy Spirit in. And let him tear down those sacred cows, those sacred things you've been holding sacred and secret that's holding you back. Those philosophies and those thoughts, those traditions and those ways and those feelings that you placed in the vault of your conscience. God said, I want access to them. So I can move you. Beyond where you desire to be. Ah, glory. You've heard the spirit of God say something to you specifically today. You listen to it all, but there's something specific that you heard. That's going to unlock the vault of your conscience. And then he's going to renovate your conscience. You don't need a new one. You need a renewed one. See, he renew. He makes it new again. The same one. You don't need a new job. Don't need a new church. New, new husband. New one. No, no, no. You need a renewed one. But the renewing of everything in your life happens first in your mind. I need you to see them differently. I need you to see it differently. I need you to go about it differently because when you do, it's going to respond differently. Hallelujah. See, this is how the enemy, he says, the enemy gets you to walk away from the blessing because you didn't see it right. It didn't respond right. So you like it looked like it ain't right. But God said, change how you see it and watch the response respond to you. It's going to change. You don't need another life. You need a renewed life. Father, I give you authority to bring renewal. I'm ready to move from the old back to the original. We embrace the discomfort and the uneasy feelings that comes with the new. We're ready to allow you to make us new wineskin. Because once we allow you to make us new wineskin, you automatically pour out the new wine. We've been praying for new wine and that's not the problem. That's the wrong prayer. When we should have been praying, show me how to let you make me a new wine skin. And then I'll be ready for the new wine. So I thank you for these new wine skins that you you're making in this house. And even those that are on the sound of our voice online, Father, Even crying and even sometimes reluctantly, we're going we're gonna to let it go. Because the flesh is going to be the flesh. But we're going to push the flesh 
and let the flesh know you no longer in charge. I'm on the new management now. My mind, my conscience is on a new management, new guidelines, got a new standard now. We're redoing the foundation because this foundation has cracked into a new foundation. And we're going to build a new house, a new life. This time we're going to let the Holy Spirit do it. Ah, glory. I thank you for a renewed conscience. Anybody that received that said amen. Amen, Pastor. Amen. What a word. We're going to have to ask Pastor Josh if you can come and finish that message next week. We're going to say, you can come too. You come too. <laughs> All right. At this time, we're going to prepare for tithes and offerings as well as our announcements. So please turn your attention to the monitors. Good morning, Believers Connection Church family. We are so excited to be in the house. Good morning, Believers Connection Church family. We are so excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Stay tuned for our weekly announcements. Follow us at Believers Connection Church on Instagram and Facebook to stay up to date on all of our upcoming events. Subscribe to the Believers Connection Church podcast on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts for all of our latest sermons. You can now give your tithes and offerings by texting the word GIVE to 214-214-4055 or online at www.believersconnection.org forward slash give. Join us for our Mastery and Biblical Precepts training every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. here at Believers Connection Church. Please do not forget to complete your online self-paced video content for this week. We invite you to join us for Bible study every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. here at Believers Connection Church. Bible study is also